Pretty cool week, huh? That was a lot of fun. Between that this week, just giving out all those gifts, I mean, I heard some really fun stories. I think my favorite, though, was the person who decided they were going to pull up to a bank and put some cash in a card in the tube and didn't think about the fact that the teller would say, can I help you? And so they sped off really fast and it looked completely suspicious. And I'm sure the teller called 911 and it was a great Christmas for them. But anyway, so we need to have a little bit of fun with this. It was a good time. That was great. And there'll be more this week. And then, uh, and then we came to Friday night and we got to blast through just an incredible time of worship together. I mean, I don't know about you, but it was just, there were songs in that that just really moved me into the presence of God. It was fantastic. And, and what I asked the team to do this morning, it's like they did all that practicing, all that work, and brought us to a place of beautiful worship. Said, you know, can, can we not necessarily redo the whole night, but can we go a little heavy on music today? And just bring in some of those beautiful songs. Make sure that we're really worked into them. So we're going to start with some Christmas. And then we're going to head into uh, the rest of the year kind of worship. That just really gets our minds focused on Jesus. So I know you'll want to do this with me though. Obviously everything we sing is about praising, honoring, and glorifying our King. And at the same time God gives us great people in a little back room and up front that lead us in worship. So as we get started today, would you mind joining me and saying thank you to them for all the work they did and always do? Let's get started. All right, go ahead and stand with us this morning.
but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked the in people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied you the have nation. multiplied you have the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the, the staff, staff for his shoulder, the rod of the his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping for warrior, every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child for is to born. us a child is to born. Us to us a son is given, and the, and government, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, his name Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Mighty God of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Would you please stand with us again? He tore the night apart and ripped the silent skies and your glory breaking through the dark. Amen. You 
You hold the ends of time, yet place yourself here into life. My life is now forever changed. Our eyes be lifted up, our great eternal hope arise. This great design drawn out. Just for God to send his son to earth. It, it, he's such, such a great father, isn't he? We're, we're going to bring to you another song, a new song this morning. Um, we did introduce it on Friday, and some of you may know it already. And it's very easy to learn. It's very easy to catch. But just the message in it is just amazing. And it helps, you know, in our series that we did with our identity in Christ. 
It's just who we are and who God is. And you know what? God is a good, good father. We are all sons and daughters of a perfect father. And um, we are loved by him. And so as we sing this song, just sing as, uh, as you learn it and as you feel comfortable. But here we go. Oh, and I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like. But I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead.
Do you 
good father it is truly who you are and i am loved by you it is who i am we are loved by you it is who we are let us never ever ever forget that truth help us to feel like god in jesus name amen go ahead and have a seat well i hope you enjoyed that and quite honestly if you didn't it doesn't matter because it wasn't about you or for you We get the chance to sing to God, and that's what it's all about. We give him our gift of praise. That's what it's all about. So this is where I was this week. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? That is on the banks of the Mississippi River, on the bluffs overlooking uh, just right now what is a flood, actually, and lots of of trees washing down the river. I try to make it part of an annual rhythm. doesn't always work that way. But getting away for a four-day silent retreat. No talking, just listening. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's quiet. And I have determined that if I could do that all the time, I would be the holiest man alive. It would. You know, it would happen. Unfortunately, I don't live there, and uh, the world in which I have live has bumps, just like yours. So uh, this week, because of some stuff going on, even though I was silent, I had to stay mildly attached to my phone so that I could keep up on some things. And Brian sends me a picture, a picture of rocks sitting in the middle of our parking lot that some uh, lovely trucker gifted us with as he pulled through an area that he should not drive because he's not supposed to. And so here's the thing. I go from mild, placid, placid monkish-like, you know, to um, 
I mean, I've never felt my emotions change so fast, so intensely, so, I'm not kidding, I felt like the flesh was going to burn off my body. You know, and then, so nice thing is, I couldn't do anything about it. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm quiet, and I, I just went, what was that? What was that? That you can go from zero to a hundred over rocks. Really? Really? And I suspect you get angry about far more consequential things, right? Things that matter much more. But nonetheless, you have those moments that your peace is disrupted violently. And you just go, boom! You know, it's, it's there. It, it, you're very, very, very much caught up in the moment of that emotion. So during this season, we're going to talk about the fact that there is no peace. Peace in our individual lives. My goodness, peace on a, on a national and global scale right now. There is no peace. But Christ has promised us that we can be people who don't have to go away to a retreat center all the time in order to experience peace. You can experience peace in the middle of your parking lot when the rocks are sitting there or whatever's going on in your life. And so throughout this part of the season during Advent, we're going to look at some ways to bring that peace that Jesus promises into our lives. And realize this is also the time leading to a new year. And some of you will be thinking about, what are some things I need to do to reorder the way I live? So some of these, I'd call them suggestions, but they're biblical. So it's not right for me to call them suggestions. They're things God say we should do, right? So let's be reminded of what Jesus says. He says, I'm leaving you the gift of peace. Christmas is a time of, of gifts. He's giving us a gift, a gift of peace, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give you. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Christ promises this to his, to his followers, that we can know peace unquestionably. He says, take my yoke upon you. Now that sounds like he's, he's laying a burden on us, right? Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. And he says, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and what? You will find rest for your souls. I, I think we like to jump to that end part, right? We don't like the whole yoke thing, but we want rest for our souls. So why don't we have it? You know, you became a believer and everything was supposed to be perfect now, right? Everything was supposed to be easy. Everything was supposed to work. So why is there that lack of peace? Why is there that restlessness? Well, today I just want to take you to this point that we lack peace when we consistently, consistently ignore and violate life's sacred rhythms. God has placed rhythms in our lives that he intends for us to keep. And for some reason, we as American modern human beings, maybe we watch too much of the bionic man, I don't know what it is, but we think that we can violate the principles of the rhythms that God has naturally placed into life. And one of the rhythms he has is 6-1, I'll keep going if you want, but I don't have much time. 6-1, it's a rhythm that he has. He says, I want you to take a day off. I want you to make a day that's different. I want you to set apart a holy day just for me. In the Bible, it's referred to as a Sabbath, but that causes some of you allergies. So let's just refer to it as a day that's different than all the rest. A day that's set apart holy unto God, which is a really beautiful word, right? The word Sabbath literally means to cease. Uh, maybe that's what we should start calling it, our cease day. 
It's a day that we are going to cease. What does that look like? You can look at several passages in the Bible that talk about this idea of 6-1, taking that, that day aside for rest. Exodus 20 tells us what it looks like. Keep, remember to observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy. You have six days each week for ordinary work. Don't miss those words. Ordinary work. Six days. He's saying work. He doesn't even say 5-2 like the American way. Six days. Work. But that seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. See all the descriptors in there. Day of rest. Day dedicated to the Lord your God. And then he says who's not supposed to work, which is basically everybody. Okay? Then we come to Deuteronomy chapter 5. He says basically the same things again. Reiterates ordinary day, ordinary work, take it off. Six days you can do what you want. On that day, no one in your household will do any work. It's a day dedicated to the Lord your God. And again, he gives the list. But it's interesting, in both those passages, he gives different reasons. In Exodus 20, he says, it reflects the creation rhythm. God worked six days and was recharged the seventh day. God worked six days and he sat back and enjoyed his creation the seventh day. We're being like God when we honor the rhythm of six on, one off. In Deuteronomy 5, he gives a different reason. And it's not a contradiction. They're both true. He says, you honor this as Israelites because it reminds you that you were slaves in Egypt and now you're not. And for us, it reminds us that we were slaves to sin and now we're not. We were slaves to Satan and now we're not. God is in control of our lives and it's a way of honoring his control and realizing that I don't have to go seven days a week because someone else actually is pretty good at managing my life if I let him. But too often we don't let him. Other verses give us ideas about this day. He says, you have six days each week for your ordinary work. There it is again. But the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest. Complete rest. A holy day dedicated to the Lord. How about Exodus 31, 17? For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth. But on the seventh day, he stopped working and was refreshed. Do you hear that? That's talking about God. On the seventh day, this good, good father that loves us, stopped and was actually refreshed. How about Leviticus? You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh is a Sabbath day of complete rest. Now, he hasn't said this up until now, an official day for holy assembly. It's the day that we say, we're going to get together. We're going to spend some time with other people who love God. It is the Lord's Sabbath day, and it must be observed wherever you live. So, What does this day look like? Just think about it for a moment. First, it is a day dedicated to the Lord. It's a day that we say, this is God's day. You know what for most of us the seventh day is? A day to catch up on all the stuff we didn't do in the other six. Or a day for sports. Or a day for whatever. It would be hard for us to say it is a day dedicated to the Lord our God wholly given over to the Lord our God. But that's what he says this day is supposed to be. One day a week, you're supposed to be reminding yourself, you're not a human doing, you're a human being. A human being created in the image of God, and you're to enjoy that relationship with God, a day dedicated to the Lord. It is further a day to do life differently. It's not supposed to look like the other six. It's supposed to look radically different. Now, if you have a job, that's not hard because you take the job off and now you get, okay, I get a day off. But you know what? It needs to look different for your kids too. It does. It needs to be a day, maybe, uh, kids are going to love me, that your kid doesn't do homework. 
It may be a day that you say, the other six days we do sports, but this day we're not going to. It's a day that looks different for all of us, a day that is just an absolute day of of refreshing, change of pace, doing something different. Third, it's a day to celebrate. I almost put it said it's a day to do nothing, but I knew some of you would use that against your spouse. So it's a day to decelerate, a day to slow down, do some things that are different, take a walk, be refreshed, do something that's enjoyable. And here further, he says what? It's a day to do life together. It's a day for holy assembly. It's a day for us to come together as a body and be together and worship God together. I I like singing by myself, but it's, you know, kind of ill. It's so much better when it's with all of you. It's so much better when we get to stand together and enjoy each other and be together. It's a day to do life together, a day of holy assembly. And it's a day to delight, just to delight, which is a weird word for a lot of us studly dudes. But it's basically a way of saying, I'm just going to enjoy God, enjoy life, enjoy the people in my life. How often do you enjoy? How often do you find yourself going, ew, 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 instead of, ah, neat, love it. It's a day to enjoy what's going on. I love this verse in Isaiah. He says, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath. Do you see that? He says, don't do your own thing, but enjoy this day and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything, in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Now, I could give you a whole bunch of other stuff on this because I know for some of you, you get rattled when Sabbath talk comes up. You think it's legalistic or this, that, or the other, or Old Testament. Bottom line, does it not make some sense that there is a rhythm to life that says sometimes you work and sometimes you stop? Sometimes life needs to look different. And be, the reason that so many of us lack peace is because we never take time for peace. God has actually scheduled a peace day into every week for you. A day that you can say, it looks different. I'm with God's people. I'm dedicating this to God. It's all about him, and I am going to be refreshed. If you practice this, you will see a difference in your life. Now, we did a series on this uh, two years ago. This is what the page on the podcast player looks like, and the series is called Rest. You can see it there down toward the bottom. If you want to learn more about what a Sabbath is, how to experience it, how to practice it, that's the place. But I just, I want to ask you one simple question in closing. Those two verses, is that what your life looks like right now? Are you enjoying the gift of peace of mind and heart that God has given you? Are you actually finding rest for your souls? I challenge you to consider the fact that maybe, just maybe, that lack of peace, that lack of rest is there because you're decidedly dishonoring the rhythms of life, God's rhythms that he has put in place. And there are many, but one of them is 6-1-6-1-6-1-6-1. So let me end with this. This is what I will be working on come January 1st. Because I can preach a pretty good series. But then you build a building. And building year, I said, well, you know, there are exceptions. And the funny thing is, 
The building was completed last December, and I've still been saying, uh, there are exceptions. So the worship was for God, not you. The sermon was for me, not you. So far, you're having a pretty good day. All right? Pray with me. Father God in heaven, help us to stop being so stubborn. To stop being so stubborn. You designed us. You made us. You're a good, good father. You love us completely. And Lord, we are so stubborn when it comes to the things that you say we need to do in order to experience the life you want us to experience. Help us to get beyond our baggage on this thing, whether it's theological baggage or just, oh, that works for other people, but not for me. Help us to find that one day a week that we stop and delight. Delight in our families. Delight in your goodness. Delight in other people of your body. Delight in your beautiful creation. Restore to us the rest that you promised for our weary souls. In Jesus' name, amen. It is the season of Advent. Brian's going to be coming up and we're going to continue our reading. We love being able to just read scripture and hear what God has to say to us. This is uh, this week's Advent reading, and we've used these uh, readings from a booklet by Ruth Haley Barton called Advent Reflections. This week is called Necessary Preparations, and it reflects on the, the ministry of John the Baptist, because that is part of the preparation of the coming of Christ. So we read in Luke chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, in the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, When Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Aeturia and Trachonitis, and and, and that one too, ruler of, looks like Abilene, my eyes are really doing great things here. During the priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As was written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill will be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways smooth and all flesh will see the salvation of God. I'm confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will bring it to completion, Philippians 1.6. I remember being in Vancouver the year they were scheduled to host the Olympic Games. Excitement was in the air, and there was evidence of much construction going on in this beautiful city. There were cranes in place for building new hotels to host an unprecedented number of guests. A new transportation system was being built to accommodate the onslaught of visitors. Additional athletic arenas were being constructed as sites for competitions themselves. In everyone I talked to, there was a sense of pride and anticipation about the honor of hosting such a great global event. It was hard work and caused much temporary inconvenience, but it was well worth the effort, given what was to come. This sense of anticipation and willingness to make the necessary preparation is another one of the great themes of Advent. Advent is a season of waiting, yes, but it is an active waiting, waiting with a purpose. During this season, we are to do whatever we need to to prepare our souls 
to welcome Christ deeper into the, rest, into the recesses of our life and being. At the heart of John the Baptist's prophetic ministry is a construction metaphor which he uses to illustrate our determined effort to do whatever it takes to ease our Lord's arrival. The imagery of paths being made straight, valleys being filled, and hills be, being made low peaks of real work of the real work of preparing for something important. This passage points points out that what is more significant than than pageantry and, and profoundity of our church services is the hard and sometimes messy work of preparation, allowing God to make us aware of that within us which is an obstacle or impediment to Christ's coming. More significant than our ability to wax eloquent, wax eloquent about the gospel is our willingness to repent and allow God to purify our hearts. It's a beautiful prayer by Augustine of Hippo. He wrote these words. O Lord, the house of my soul is narrow. Enlarge it that you may enter in. It is ruinous. Oh, repair it. It displeases your sight. I confess it. I know. But who shall cleanse it? Or who shall I cry out to but you? Cleanse me from my secret faults, O Lord, and spare your servant from strange sins. We're going to take communion in just a moment, which is a gift that God gave us. A gift to remind us of the sacrifice of Jesus for our sins. Communion this time is also a, a gift to us in this sense. It's a gift of peace. It's a gift of a few moments to be quiet and reflect in an otherwise incredibly busy season. And so as you're reflecting, we have some questions on the screen for you that go with the reading. What needs to happen in me to prepare the way for Christ's coming? What crooked places need to be straightened? What empty valley needs to be filled? What mountain of my own ego needs to be made low? What rough edges of my character need to be smoothed out so God's salvation can be seen more clearly in me? Now, communion takes about three and a half minutes. I suspect we will not take care of all those questions in that time. But these are questions that we can continue to reflect on this week and throughout Advent as we prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus.
And so, Lord, we pray that you would make straight the paths of our hearts. Amen. All right, servers are coming right now to receive the offering, and we're going to speed through a whole bunch of announcements about the week really fast. Tell us what's going on today, Brian. So today, our Southfield big kids are heading over to um, Sunny Hills Nursing Home in Joliet. They're going to be there at 1.30, so if you have a Southfield big kidder, go ahead and take them over there. Uh, it's going to be a really good time <clears throat> and um, really cool way to get the kids involved in uh, Rethink Christmas. Yeah. So other rethink stuff. There's something people can do today before they leave? Yeah, so on, well, two things. On your way in, you saw that on your seat there should be a rethink Christmas card along with a post-it note. So you want to be sure to take those with you. But on your way out today, I hope you brought your 10 bucks or however much you brought because we have our gas cards out uh, in front of the TV in the main area there. So go ahead and grab one of those. And the goal is to give it to someone you don't know. Mm-hmm. So if you... Um, this Again. isn't just getting your Christmas shopping done. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. This, yeah. We're not, these are not stocking stuffers. These are to be given to people who are, uh, again, maybe someone you pray about uh, and God leads you to them or just someone random that you see at Speedway or somewhere. You can hand it to them and then pray for them in hopes that, again, this draws them closer to God as, long, as well as uh, gives you an opportunity to, to put yourself out A couple there. other things on that. You know, you don't have to stand at Speedway and <laughs> hand it out. They can find it. Yeah. And if they can't find it, there's this thing called the interweb. They can find a Speedway. So they're good with that. So just make sure you get it to them. And I'm telling you what, they'll feel blessed. Who knows? Maybe they'll re-gift it. So you've helped them do their shopping. All right. How about Tuesday? Tuesday, if you signed up for uh, our prayer thing last week, we're doing it again. So remember, if uh, you signed up for one of those early, like like it's I did. It's a 24-hour prayer clock. Yeah, the 24-hour thing. Oh, yeah. I, so. I found out that 2 a.m. is not as easy as I thought it would be. Uh, but so if, for those of us in the morning, make sure uh, that you get your, your sleep early, get a nap in on, on Monday afternoon. Uh, but again, so we're, uh, we are doing that. And if you didn't get a chance to sign up, you can, again, just pray at some point no, during the day. Okay. If you want to sign up, the chart is sitting right down here. This is why we're doing this together. It's sitting right down here. You can come up. The cool part is after two services the other day, you filled it, which is great. Go ahead. Clap. You can do that. Yeah. Woo. You filled it. So now go ahead and put your name next to someone else. Let's, let's refill it. Let's just go ahead and continue to pray all the way around the clock on Tuesday. So that's great. Uh, by the way, you'll receive an email with uh, this week's prayer guide. So what's going on Wednesday? Wednesday, we're doing our random act of kindness again. Uh, I saw a lot of really cool pictures yeah. from things that people Post did. Post those. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. So again, um, I, I hope that you didn't wa- look at someone's picture and then go nab those, uh, those gifts. Uh, I was kind of nervous about that, but I'm sure we did a great job. Uh, again, so it's, it's a really cool way to get the kids involved, too. Uh, just, don't just do this on your own. Uh, bring your kids along and make it a family thing. Uh, to, just to, again... Ran, find a, have them figure out a cool place uh, to stash one of those cards uh, that you walked in with along with a little gift. And Saturday we're handing out smiles, and that's what that post-it is all about. Where is that, where's that happening and what? So Saturday, December 12th, we are going to... That's your birthday. It is my birthday. Oh, wow. You're going to be 26. I sure am. According to the government, you won't be a child anymore. That's great. Good for you. Awesome. Woo, you and get I'm, to move out. Yeah, and I, great. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. Awesome, thanks. Just a reminder. Anyway, December 12th, we're going to Lose Juliet Mall uh, out in front of Panera, and we're just going to be taking those post-it, uh, those post-it notes that you see on the cards, 
that were on your chair this morning, we're going to be taking those and just posting them on people's cars. Because as we uh, rush, you know, we ourselves, the church, rush through buying Christmas gifts and all that and get caught up in the season, well, people who don't have God, that's all they focus on. So we want, again, to give them an opportunity to, to realize that they can slow down and hopefully, again, give them uh, an opportunity to just smile and, um, and have God touch their lives. Good. So we have another snappy video today to show you what's happening. But I got to tell you, I mean, I love all these, right? It's like your kids. You love them all. I, I love all these projects. They're fantastic. But I'm a kid from Buffalo, right? I love snow, right? So when I heard that we were giving out snowman kits to all the kindergartners in Shanahan, this is fantastic. We will pray that El Nino goes away for just a couple days and they get to build a snowman. See what's happening this week. Here we go. Good deal. So lots of fun coming this week. Stand up. Before you, before you leave the building, make sure you get your gas card. You can get those under the TV out there. Uh, the prayer chart is up here. If you want to go ahead and sign up for another 15, 15 minutes or if you have not signed up yet. If you want to find out from Lisa Kyle how to cook really fast, see her. That was amazing. That was some speed cooking going on there. Wow. Let your light shine before Shanahan, before Manuka, before Shorewood, before Joliet, before Coal City, before Braidwood, before wherever you came from, that we may see, that they may see our good works and glorify our good, good Father who is in heaven. Amen. You enjoy your day. We'll see you.